Welcome to Whom, an Australian podcast focused on bringing creative names to light. At Whom, we ask the real questions. That would inform what question you would ask everyone, right? I was just thinking, like, do you like cheese? (laughs) We also make sure we touch on the real issues. Get away with anything if you've got enough money, enough rock. Yeah, what's currency to them? How many hairs you got in your mane? More hairs in my mane. (laughs) But one thing's for sure. Our guests promise to open up and tell you stories all about themselves that will send you on an emotional roller coaster. An up and coming performer in Brisbane with his eyes and heart set on making it to Hollywood, our guest today is the future star himself, David Gaffney. Without further ado, here's your hosts, Ben and Ben. Tell you what's funny. I was on um, I was on the phone to my girlfriend last night um, while I was playing. Uh, she just wanted to call, so we were, we were talking for ages. Um, and she just heard me going into the boss fights, and she, I was narrating for her. You know, I'm like, "Wow, now it's a dodge, it's jump, it's attack, it's because you get in the zone, guys. You get in the zone." Um, and she would have heard me go, "Oh, and I've died. Oh, and I've died. And I'm like, okay, I'm <laughs> fighting him again. Oh, I'm at phase two, and I've died. Oh, he's grappled, and I've died." <laughs> and I could hear her becoming like less and less sure <laughs> of staying with me. She's <laughs> like, is this guy just repeatedly going in and just dying to this thing? Like just, I think I fought him at least 50 times. And then I was like, ah, oh, and I won. Like it wasn't even like a, like a oh yes. God, I, I was just like, I was kind of low energy. It was like 11 at night. I was like, yeah, there it is. I've defeated the boss. Good night, babe. Yeah. And she was <laughs> like, oh, good, good work. And I was like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> Good well on, done, honey. Good on me. <laughs> that's a keeper. <laughs> and she's just like, "What? Why do you keep just running in?" I'm like, "That's the game, guys. That's the game. You yeah, just, you, that's how you play. You just learn by dying. <laughs> no, you're not going to be a pussy and range it from the outside. No, like, well, you can't. Yeah. You can't. They don't let you. You try and they, you die. You yeah. try and die. Story yeah. of life. Yes. That's deep. <laughs> that's, it, you know, that's, that's the first little nugget of wisdom from David Gaffney. <laughs> if you try, you die. So just quit everything that you ever wanted to. <laughs> Sounds like an Eminem song. Uh, oh. <laughs> I told you earlier, I've been getting into rapping. <laughs> <laughs> I meant hip hop, but I said rapping, so we'll go with that. So uh, now you two know each other, so fill us in. Well, how's that? How's that start? Yeah, it's a it's a big secret. Um, we're actually lovers. <laughs> yes. You can't see it on the camera, but we're holding hands. <laughs> yep, uh, definitely true. Um, no, we met. Uh, we met. Doing, not acting, um, sort of acting. Door to door sales. Door to door sales. Door to door sales. Yeah. yeah. So when th- like the term into the trenches, you know, with working mates, like that's like every day in door to door sales. Mm. We've got to mention commission. Commission yeah. only. All commission. Yeah, oh yeah. Hundred percent commission. Yep. If you don't sell, you don't eat. That sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't live. Shelter is not a right. <laughs> it's a privilege. I did it. Yeah, I did it for Lumo in Melbourne, which oh. is like an energy provider. And it was forty-five degrees outside, and mm. every door I knock on, they'd offer you water. They'd decline switching their energy to mm. you, but they'd offer you water. Mm. And this one dude just said, "Yeah, come on in, mate." And he had a barbecue going out the back, and I just sat oh. there, and yeah, it was like four hours later, and the van came and picked me up, took me home. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I've, I've had a few <laughs> few situations like that. Oh yeah. So like what's your what's your 
worst experience or funniest experience in door knocking? Oh, well, they're completely different things. I guess we'll go, I don't know, it's not that bad, but I got bitten by a dog pretty badly once. Fuck. Now, let me tell you, the, the house was open, right? It's, right. Like, it's like five in, five in the evening, the last house I'm doing. The house is wide open. Like the gate's closed, but the house open. So I'm thinking, it's a safe house. Doors mm. wide open, the lights are on. That's how they get you. Yeah, so I, 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 I go through the gate, I go to the door, I give it a little knocky knock. I see a, a dog walking past. I'm like, oh, look, a little, what well, wasn't that little? I'm like, oh, look, a nice dog, medium size. He looks, he looks, he looks nice. And then um, he literally walks past the hallway. I'm thinking, okay, this is safe. Um, he's walked past, and next thing you know, his head pops back around because he's, he's, he's kind of like glanced at me. He kind of does like the, what the fuck, you know, the Kevin. Yeah. Brother, yeah. Mm? <laughs> um, gives me a good long look, um, and then he just freaks out. He just freaks out, zooms down the hallway. I'm, I'm doing the back way, you know, um, uh, uh, trying to escape him. Um, and I start to do the Crocodile Dundee and uh, kind of mm, eye contact. <laughs> him. Mm, like it, it's like going the... pretty well. He's not attacking me yet. I'm quite confident in my... Like I felt, I don't think I've ever felt more like an alpha than I did at this moment <laughs> where I was staring at a terrified and angry, like aggressive dog and just being like, no, you will not attack me. I am the alpha now. I am the captain. Um, and then next thing you know, uh, the, the owner comes in. And at that moment, because obviously the owner's, owner's there, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I, I look over to the owner. So I'm staring at the dog and I, I look over. The second I break eye contact, the dog's like, now's my chance. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, now, now we'll see who's the alpha. He just lunges at me, um, bites all up my arm um, and a little bit in my legs. Um, Jesus. Before the owner, like, kind of, kind of, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu him away, um, gets him in an arm bar and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> a poor bar. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, a poor bar. Got him in the poor bar. The dog tapped out and then we were happy days from that point. Um, turns out it was a rescue dog and I had aggravated his, his alarm system. Fair. Uh, but that's, mm. that's probably the, the, the worst experience. Did, uh, did you get the sale? They'd already, they already signed up. Oh, bastards. <laughs> they already members. I asked. I, asked. <laughs> I was like, you got to sign up now. you got to. Yeah, he's like, we already members. <laughs> he, was so, he was so sad. I think he was just glad I didn't like sue him or something. Yeah. I mean, I never had, I never had big dog attacks. The, the worst I had was a little chihuahua. They opened up the door and the thing comes running out and... <laughs> It just starts biting at my ankles, and I'm just like your flicking eye. my you're flicking <laughs> my legs out, just like stop that, stop your that. Your life flashing and before your eyes, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this terrifying little tiny beast, as big as my big toe, <laughs> and it's just nipping at my ankles, and I'm I'm trying to still talk to this person who's. Close himself behind the door, still <laughs> trying to. So they've, they've so essentially sicked their dog on you. <laughs> yeah, like they're Get him, Rex. I, I, I'm just like, uh, help. Um, your your dog's kind of like, can, can you get it, please? And no, they was like, no, nah, we're just gonna stand behind the door and watch <laughs> this happen. Watch, uh, you, watch you kind of get eaten from yeah. the bottom down. So you know? I'm just, I'm just awkwardly, you know, backpedaling, you know, getting back to the gate, just like, oh, okay. I'm not welcome here. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to yeah, get out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, never got attacked by a big dog. I got attacked by a few birds though. A few birds? Yeah. Just walking between houses or? 
Yeah. Like they open the door and this eagle just flies <laughs> no, in. No, no, no domestic birds. <laughs> no, no domestic <laughs> eagles. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the great Australian eagle. Yes. Yeah, there it is. Mm. Got it in my ear. Well, I mean, in Alaska, you can have pet lions. So, like, oh why not here? Little, little Avery yeah. in the house. Just like, sick of <laughs> What's the funniest story you've got door knocking? Oh, my God. I know. There's got to be some, right? Like... I can't. I can't really think. I've of seen it. people having sex in windows. Like, I mean, I've heard people having sex, but like that wasn't that funny. You know, obviously me staying there inappropriate, <laughs> listening for 20, 30 minutes. That was <laughs> that was kind of funny in retrospect, but not at the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Please don't take anything in this episode seriously. Uh, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully my dry tone doesn't throw too many people off. Um, no, no, I, I can't think of anything particularly funny. I was too busy focusing on my own angst to find anything particularly amusing. Because you, you start, you start to stink of desperation when you're not paying rent. And that doesn't really help with selling. When someone opens the door and you're kind of scratching in the need to sell a product, <laughs> yeah. they're like, well, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I trust you with my, uh, yeah, with my no credit confident, card details. Like, no confidence at all when you're just like, I need this sale. Like, I need, I need give, me the, give me please, the money, man. Yeah, please, I need to pay rent. <laughs> With Lumo, it was like, we are literally trying to save you money. It was the cheapest energy thing that came out at the time. So, mm. like, I'm just trying to save you money, mate. And they're like, mm. no, no, thank you. Close the door every time. Yeah, see, my, my biggest problem with um, with sales was was I think too much. And I was a trim- I was actually a very good salesperson when I first started because I, I, didn't, I didn't think that much. But mm. the longer you do a job, the more you start to get good at it, right? Um, so when I started to question things, like, I, you know, you get given the spiel, right? Yeah. Um, and the spiel works and you do the spiel and then you start to question, is this, like, how true is this part of the spiel? And you question that. And, um, and if people don't have answers to your questions, you start to lose, lose confidence in your, in your product. Like I, I remember asking the actual the director of the, uh, cause I asked my, my mentor sort of thing. Like, oh, what about this? Is this is this true? And they're like, oh, I'm not 100% sure about how, like, I, this is accurate, I think, but I'm not 100% sure. And I was like, well, I can't really, I can't really say that then if we don't know if it's true. So he's like, well, ask the managing director. So I go and I go to the, the head honcho of the, the company and I say, is this true? And he, he goes, well, ask your mentor. And so you get given the runaround with stuff yeah. like that. And uh, it's very difficult to kind of show up and be really, uh, I guess, are compelling when you don't really believe what you're yeah. saying anymore. Yeah. Like, um, you're not sure anymore, so <coughs> they can sense that you're not sure. And you just you just kind of go downhill from there. And how long ago was this? When did you guys meet? It would have been a few years ago now, at least. Um, I remember the very minute I met you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. Ben, cl- <laughs> he clearly doesn't value you the same. Uh, that's okay, I'm used to that. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I can't remember. What was it, 20... 18? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that sounds about right. Did you yeah. w- wait? Was it going through COVID? <laughs> no, no, it would have been no. earlier than that. Yeah, yeah, because I well, I know I um, COVID was what twenty twenty. I I was at my other job for a year before COVID. Okay, so it would have been right uh, right at the beginning of twenty nineteen is when I stopped. Mm. So um, I think like maybe yeah, February or April of. Um, 2018 is when I yeah. started. Yeah, so it would have been around then. I think I started sort of mid-year-ish. I think didn't you start before me? I'm not sure. I think, yeah, I think you were there. I think you were right before <laughs> me. Yeah, 
And then, so moving on from that, I guess, did you both sort of start acting at the same time or when, when did you, did you do act, acting school, that type of stuff? Oh my God, acting. I've been acting since I was like four or five years old. Wow, where'd you start? Um, honestly, like uh, I started, well, at home, you know, you start doing like that. And apparently at four, I went to my, um, my dad and I was like, I'm going to be an actor. I just said it. I don't know why I said it. And it, uh, you know those childish dreams that you kind of forget about? Yeah. I just never forgot about it. I uh, just kind of stuck. And then through school, anytime the opportunity to do any kind of performing came up, I'd be, I'd be doing that. And I grew up in a rural area, so there wasn't a whole lot of performance that could happen, um, especially not when you're younger. But if there was there, if there was some, then I would be in it. Yep. Um, fast forward through high school when I'm doing all the musicals and stuff like that, doing you know just the standard drama um, and stuff through high school. But I guess the difference is instead of it being a bludge for me, it was like a... I was actually trying to get better at it um, in my own little way. I wasn't exactly the best student in the world. but uh, And then, yeah, moved from that into uni where I did arts, um, uh, among other things. Yep. I studied business as well and law for a little bit. Um, but arts was the primary thing. Now I'm going to put a preface in that. I put a pin in that saying I studied them. I didn't finish my studies. <laughs> Um, uh, cause I, I realized I had a, a few years left before I could finish my law and I didn't actually want to be a lawyer. I just wanted to do it. So I wasn't so stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess some would argue that it's quite stupid to start a degree that you're not never intending to finish, but you know, I know a little bit about tort law. So you, <laughs> you shut up, you, you naysayers, you, there's always some haters, isn't there? Oh, everything, everything's. Like you can't do everything right at all. No, you can't. Well, there's always like I, I'm very grateful for the knowledge I got when I was at UQ, but like the uh, the arts program there is not exactly the best. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, eventually, I, I'm now back at uh, QUT after uh, like a brief period in COVID, all that kind of stuff. You have some time off, you have some reflection. I'm like, okay, now I'm actually gonna really commit to to doing this acting stuff. So I, I was doing stuff all through the years, but I don't think I'd ever really gotten to the point where I was committed to it mm. um, and that's that's kind of where I'm starting starting to get to now building my own like little momentum up yeah um, and and working through it from there so that's my acting story well you're really starting to push yourself now into shows like you were in the ugly one uh, and then you learned the script for the show straight after that in a, what, a week oh, like, no no I'm not that I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I had a, I had um, just under a month yeah what was the second show called because we keep getting tongue-tied uh, perks, pressures, and parfaits. Yeah, that one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so we were doing that one for uh, a few months, uh, like two or three months, and then I got put into the ugly one. Yeah, that that month, that like the month before. Yeah. The actual show, which was uh, which was a bit sketchy for me. Um, you know, sixty-page scripts, and you guys saw it. It's a very uh, very fast-paced, insane kind of scripts. Um, constantly talking on each other as quickly as you can. So learning that kind of lines. Yeah. Um, in a very short period of time was a bit of a struggle, but you got to do what you got to do. It, it, I was really glad the way that uh, there was once or twice where a line was forgotten and only because we're in the industry we noticed it. Yeah. But everyone sort of came together and helped each other out through the scene. So it was, it looked flawless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, well, what are we going to do? What's the alternative? Yeah. Well, the show's over, guys. The line's been forgotten. <laughs> Oh, maybe I should just apologise to the audience. I'm so sorry, guys. There's been a line <laughs> dropped and I don't know where I am now. Um, 
I might be good at remembering lines, but there's no improvisation here. <laughs> uh, that's not allowed. I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got one talent, and that's lines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after that, I'm, I'm dry. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so you've got another one coming up. What's next? You, um, a uni one? Yeah, no, I've got, a, I've got two coming up next month. Um, one's called To Graze the Void. Mm. Um, and then the other one is called You Can Call Me Anything. Yeah, right. No, you can tell me anything. So you can tell, you can me, tell anything. me anything. You can tell me anything. Um, and I've got to tell you, like, that the best thing about being at university is seeing how ridiculously talented these writers are. Yeah. Like, I've always, like, taken it for granted. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm an actor. I can act. That's all. That's, that's kind of all I am. Um, and seeing, like, these people create content that's, like, so original, uh, so, like, imaginative what, with what they're going to do on the stage and um, what they're going to like create the mood that they want to create and this like this is their first script or maybe yeah. their second script that they've ever done um it's just kind of ridiculous to see like the the burgeoning talent while you're at university you're looking around and you're like you're like all of these people like all of these people seem like diamonds in the rough like every single one of these people seems like they could if they committed themselves to this they could go far with it and it's just like incredible to be surrounded by so many like talented people i wonder why like it's because you always you always see that you always see a lot of talented people where you are studying, but mm. then you realize that you never hear from half of them again. Like, yeah, do they give up? Do they not follow their dreams? Like, like I do. Where have, are they? Yeah, I have an opinion on that as yeah. well. Like, well, you know how everyone says the acting industry is so hard, right? Yeah, it's not. It's like any other industry. It's just m- it's more difficult to get experience because you don't you you don't get employed straight away. Yeah, but you've got to keep working on the skills that you would be getting if you were employed. Yep. And eventually, like, you'll get employment. Like, there's employment out there. People are always making shows. People are always making movies. It's going to start entry level. Um, but if you keep at it, you'll get better. And as you get better, it's just natural that people want to want you in their, in their stuff more. Now, what most people do, and it's, what, it's a huge thing in the arts industry, is like everyone's so talented, they're all so committed, but they don't realise there's a lot of hard work like they don't realize that when you're in your downtime, you need to still be looking for those leads. You can't just be hoping some one of your friends is going to cast you again. Yeah, you need to. Well, I guess you need to make more friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you need to make more friends. You need to. You need to become better friends with everyone in the industry, but genuinely, um, and you just need to get around it as often as you can and keep working at it. And the biggest problem is everyone quits because they're not getting immediate success. They're like, "Wow, it's a one in a million industry." It's like. Well, sure, getting into, you know, a Hollywood production, that's one in a million. That's very difficult. You can't just become the lead in a production without, you know, a name that's going to sell in that production. They need to make a profit. Um, but, like, slowly building up your career, just like any other career, that's – it's just very hard to do because I guess, you know, you're not you're not paying the bills at the same time. Exactly, yeah. Um, so being committed to it is a very slow burn, but it's like, it's like any other career. It's just a bit harder to pay the bills during mm. – Getting paid on experience. Yeah. <laughs> not taking all those exposures. Yeah, that's what I was, I was like, hey, Woolworths, you take exposure? Can they take exposure? Can I? They're like, no. So I'm, I've got a poster for when I was in a, in a show. I was the lead in a show. They're like, that's great, mate. Um, That'll give you a chopper chop. Yeah. You you know, that's $10.50, please. Uh, please, I need groceries. Like, you better get a regular job then while you're, while you're supporting your career. So what are you doing now? Um, um, while you're, I guess, oh, I work yeah. at, the, um, at the gym. At the gym. Nice. Yeah, I've got like the, 
the most ideal university job I think that you could think <laughs> of. Like it's open, late hours, uh, shifts are incredibly flexible. Um, it's literally in my in my uni, like one of the university blocks. The gym is in that university block. Yeah, right. Um, it's across the road from where I live. Same as uni. Um, I'm very smart because I know I'm lazy, right? <laughs> I know I'm lazy, so I choose to live as close as possible. Yeah. To well, it's efficient. Yeah, it's efficient because <laughs> if I'm not efficient, I'm asleep. But you know, that's, that's the thing. That's why I work from like five meters <laughs> that way in the study. Exactly, because <laughs> you, you know, you know yourself. You know, <laughs> if I wake up like five minutes before class and I don't live five minutes away from class, I'm not going to class. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I better move five minutes away from class <laughs> and from work as well. So. That's my little. That's my little sneaky secret for you guys. Make everything <laughs> as easy as possible. Yeah, working from home does that. Yeah, but it makes it too bad because it's like, well, I can't blame traffic. I can't make yeah. any excuse that I can't get to work. Mm. Right? They're like, just open the door to your study and sit down. Like, oh. Do you even have to get dressed anymore? No. Oh my no. god! Just naked it's study. I dude, like it. it's good. Hey. <laughs> I can wear whatever I want to work. He's got his butt imprint in his little, <laughs> little study chair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Every time they're like a Zoom meeting, I'm like, sorry, I've got no webcam. Like, I'm not, not putting <laughs> no, my no webcam on. It's not working. <laughs> it's broken. It turns on and you're wearing just a bib because you're eating ribs. <laughs> What's he doing? Ben, mate, we can see you. You're like, oh, no. Oh, shit, not again. <laughs> can you see the ribs? They're good. So funny story about webcams and my work. Oh, this is dangerous. <laughs> As you heard from our other host, Siobhan, laughing in the bedroom. Um, oh, is she involved? Yes. Oh. So I was on a meeting with one of my managers and uh, little did she know I was on webcam to him and she decides to walk in the office completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> but you saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, so she quickly ducked down. Little oh. did she know that the webcam would still see below. So, oh, so she's just made the angle less flattering, really. <laughs> so I had to smash the webcam off button and my manager just... I didn't realise at the time that she did it until the manager looked at me and he goes, well, Siobhan's naked. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> webcam off. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm just going to cover this. <laughs> so since then, I've kept my webcam unplugged. Oh, right. Just for the risk of her exposing herself to my workplace again. No, you know, there's a thing. You can turn... Um, I guess, threats into opportunities. <laughs> and that's when, if she's naked on the webcam already. Only I fans? Know I don't know, <laughs> not, maybe not only fans, but you look at your boss in the eyes and you're like... <laughs> I deserve a raise. raise. <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't gay, it might have worked. Turn your uh, weaknesses into your strengths. What, I don't, it doesn't matter about gay, it's about supply and demand. <laughs> How many people have seen... Her naked. Yeah, true. No, Actually, he's, he's on the very exclusive list. Acting, acting school, right? Didn't a lot of you see? Didn't a lot of people in your class see both of you naked? Um, yeah, I did a nude scene as part of part of my um, education. Did Siobhan? Uh, I don't think so. No, I was the only one in my class who actually did. Guys, is this a setup? Are you about to try and set me up <laughs> mood on this? Like, it depends how I did it. Everyone else has today. Every, every serious <laughs> does it. Yeah. No, I'm like, the, hopefully the lighting is flattering in here. <laughs> We've got spotlights. Oh, so good. Right. We'll get a mobile phone that's, flashlights. That's at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's, the, the, that's the audition. The talents, you know? Yeah, sure. The <laughs> it's called the helicopter. <laughs> I'm tremendous at it. Wait, wait, why were you, why were you doing nudes in acting school? That's a... Uh, well, <laughs> 
So the the school that Why I went not? to, they had a class. Um, it's called Risk, uh, and <laughs> basically it was like, oh, risque. <laughs> not in that sense. It was basically, oh, what what's something that, what's a barrier for you mm. as an actor, and let's try to work through that, and. I didn't really have anything in particular that I thought was a barrier. So the only thing I could think of was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not particularly keen on being naked. <laughs> people. So that was my risk assessment um, was to overcome that and, and get get nude on stage. Was it, a, was it like a hot day, hopefully? Full bush. <laughs> <laughs> Bush, but like not cold though. Yeah, not cold, not right? Cold. No, no, it wasn't cold. No. Okay, good. That's good. You don't want that. It's a warmish day. You Did you have some time to like slap it and wake it up a bit? Yeah, like, that's important. There's people watching. <laughs> <laughs> wake don't, up! Don't embarrass. <laughs> don't you turtle today? Don't you sink back in? <laughs> get out of there! <laughs> right, um, <laughs> on stage. Like, behind, behind the <laughs> what are you doing to me? Just uh, yeah, <laughs> wiggling it a bit behind the flap. <laughs> you know, if there's, if there's any flash photography, you'd know too. Like, but once no, the photo's no taken, photos, no once photos. the photo's taken, yeah, it's, it's there forever. It's like a like a dark site, no technology whatsoever. Um, um, you got a magnet on everyone's phone before they came in. <laughs> completely, completely ruined. <laughs> yeah, so that that was a that was an experience. Um, yeah. Have you you got anything similar to that from your class so far? <sighs> Nudity. No, apart from nudity, something um, you've been uncomfortable with. Um, uncomfortable. Well, there was the live sex scene, but we weren't nude, thankfully. Um, the outer yeah. course scene. What? Well, yeah, yeah. No, no. We just we just strategically created holes in the clothing. Um, <laughs> I like yeah, you're looking at me like, is he serious? Is he not? No, I'm not serious. That never happened. <laughs> what university degree is it? Um, Nothing, nothing particularly uncomfortable. But again, like I'm, I'm very like Ben, being like I don't feel like there is much that could make me very uncomfortable. Like, uh, not really. Like they throw you into scenes constantly. It's like the whole point of acting school is to make you as uncomfortable as possible, mm. as often as possible, so you become comfortable in that discomfort. You, you can just whip out like a random thing, um, or like a random character or something yeah. like that. Um, without feeling self-conscious about it, so that's that's kind of what they do. So maybe it's uncomfortable for like a, you know a first timer, but like yeah, not not particularly. No nudity, no no sick flips or anything that I might hurt myself on. Yep. And I guess when you first started there, was it pretty uncomfortable? Did you have any parts points of that where you were like, maybe I can't get through this? No. 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 I've, well, that's the thing. I've always been. Because I've been doing it for so many years, like all through high school, all through, I've been a performer my whole life. Like, yeah. if we didn't have a mic, anytime I tell a story, I'd be standing up and kind of using my hands. And um, it's just kind of natural to me. There are like, um, I do still have moments of like discomfort though. Like if I'm in a rehearsal space, um, getting to the high levels of emotion and stuff like that, you don't like to do it too much in rehearsal, yeah. and. Um, that can be very annoying for everyone around you because obviously they want you to, they, they want to see what's actually going to be on stage and then critique it yeah. before it goes on stage to make it better. And you're just kind of, they being like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to cry today. Um, 
So I, <laughs> so I guess going into the like the full depths of those human, like the vulnerable human emotions, can be a bit uncomfortable sometimes. But never like, yeah, never fully like I can't do this kind of uncomfortable. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Oh, what is your biggest achievement so far? My biggest achievement. Yeah. In life. <laughs> in life. In acting. Act, uh, which one do you want? <laughs> make it two questions. Okay, on us dos. Yeah, one on us dos. Very good. Hey. Um, <laughs> biggest achievement in acting. Um, are we talking accolade or just experience? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm specifying. <laughs> You're like, why not? Why not both again? I'm like, well, now yeah. we've got 25 questions that I've like, self-generated. <laughs> like 20 questions. Uh, um, like, I'm not sure. Like, just if you had to think of the one thing that you're most proud of doesn't have to be like a, a role particularly mm. but if there was one thing yeah that you look back on with the most pride yeah for some for some reason it always comes back to i did a um a performance of julius caesar years ago um 2015 i think that was uh where i played mark antony um and i won't lie to you I look back and I look at my performance and I think compared to compared to now because I've done like a lot more Shakespeare my performance itself was not very good <laughs> <laughs> but it's still like one of my proudest moments like learning that script yeah um you know we obviously put a lot of effort into doing that production um and we played we all played a massive role in in bringing a you know it, it almost like a it's like you cut it down but it's still two, 200 bit hours on stage um and that's just incredibly difficult to do um like that's that's probably my biggest like yeah well yeah i'm really happy that i did that i'm really i'm really excited that that happened um i, I would say that yeah yeah julius caesar shakespeare is that <laughs> recorded somewhere um yes it is it is recorded somewhere yeah <laughs> i'm not sure where i know i could find it <laughs> And um, going a bit more personal, of course, uh, you told us a bit of a story when we saw you at the ugly one regarding your dad, yeah. uh, your father. Yeah. Um, what, I guess, take us through what happened and, and you were also in the middle of a show at the time? No, 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 no. It was, um, not, there was no shows involved. Um, I guess I'll, I'll get everyone up to speed. I, I lost my father. Um, I couldn't find him anyway. No, um, <laughs> no in, uh, at the beginning of... 2020 right before coronavirus uh, my dad had a heart attack um age 57 uh never got to the hospital or anything like that he was alone in his caravan at the time uh, when a family member went in hours later he was gone um i don't know what well, I, was, I was moving at the time so i don't like moving now um <laughs> yep. no one likes moving though uh that was yeah that was always obviously a very hard time i was 25 at the time um and then you know finding out that your father's you know gone uh it's just you know terrible it's it's a, it's a difficult thing and um it's something that I wouldn't rip, like want to wish on any of my friends uh to have any family member lost that early uh it's just difficult if it's especially if it's uh i guess sudden yeah you know i'd seen him i'd seen Unexpected. him unexpected maybe 10 days earlier i'd seen him and he was fine it's fine. Um, there were warning signs, uh, but we didn't we didn't pick up on them. Uh, guys, everyone, get your heart checked. Now get your heart checked uh, regularly once you hit uh, once you hit a certain age, especially if it's in your family. And uh, don't be an idiot. 
you know, eat, eat, eat enough, don't smoke. <laughs> we will turn this into a full health into a full health <laughs> podcast. Let me tell you how to not have a heart attack. Um, but yeah, that like, um, I guess if we're going to refer to like the journey from there, um, I went into full like, I guess like a depression for a while. Um, unfortunately at the time, uh, my partner who I was living with, uh, I got diagnosed with PTSD as well. Wow. Um, and the, uh, the difficult thing about that is being a masculine, manly man at the, at the time, I'm, I'm past that now. (laughs) Uh, I'm more in touch with my emotions now, but, uh, being at that time, uh, it's already difficult enough to sort of express yourself. I was crying. I was doing all that, but it gets to a point where you don't want to keep crying to the same person. And this is when coronavirus hit, so you don't want to... Reaching out to your friends becomes a lot harder during that time period. Yeah. Um, and then because she was diagnosed with PTSD, uh, I then didn't want to make that worse. Uh, so I kind of like pushed all my emotions down as much as I could. Um, not on purpose. I'm not yeah. an idiot. Um, but like it, it just kind of happened over time. I'd stop like sharing my feelings with her and kind of just try and just deal with them by myself. And conversely, she, on the other hand, was like, well, I'm just dealing with a little case of PTSD. Um, That was sarcasm, guys. That was her her words. Obviously, PTSD is very serious. (laughs) Um, And so because of that, uh, she she thought that what I was dealing with was far worse. So she also pushed her own stuff down. Um, And so we just kind of sat in in a house together being completely uh, codependent but not revealing how we felt to each other. and that gets to a boiling point where I started to go through a full depression. Um, and I only re- really came out of it at the beginning of, of this year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, and I guess relating that back to acting, you said it really helped you in a, few, in a role that uh, it helps you perform a lot better. Yeah, funnily enough, um, it's like a yes and a no situation. Um, so uh, I'm sure everyone knows like that whole like you you recall something hard that's happened to you in the past, and it's uh, you can act really well. So I, I started to I started to use that a little bit, and I was um, this was just for roles during uni and stuff like that. Um, I started to like dig into the emotions of like my father passing, and the rawness of the performance becomes incredible. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if you haven't dealt with it properly. And in fact, I'd advise no one to do it ever. Anyway, use your imagination. It's a lot. It's a lot better. You can work on it. If you use your actual emotions, especially if you're not dealing with them, you just become more depressed. Like, uh, it's like a method acting. A lot of people say it's the best, but it's like it's a very, very slippery slope to depression and anxiety and stuff. Um, but what's good is now I can. I've I've dealt with it a bit more. I no longer delve into those emotions. Yeah. Like that, I don't delve into that experience, right? Yeah. But I have access to how I felt during that experience. So I can, I can now, if I'm doing like a super sad role where someone maybe does lose someone, I can say, oh, imagine, I can imagine how that person would feel. And because I've already felt that way, yeah, that can come out a lot easier. Um, and that way I don't have to delve into my own, uh, my own father's passing uh, on camera. Yeah. Because it's a bit sick, isn't it? Being like, okay, we want like a raw performance from you. Think about when your father died. It's like, yeah, you can't, that's just horrible to ask of someone. It's horrible to ask of someone, and then and then we as actors, we ask that of ourselves, 
and guarantee, guaranteed a lot of directors do that still. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, and it's it's really pointless too because you can get as much if you can get more mm. from imagination if you if you train your imagination right. Like you can you can imagine those circumstances and as actors, hopefully, we already have access to those emotions and pushing through those emotions in imagined circumstances. That's safe. Yeah, that's that's um. That's where you can really get some amazing performances. And you can do that night after night after night. I cannot imagine if I had a performance where I was pulling from my real-life experiences, like really, like the raw ones. You just break. And then, yeah, imagine yeah. doing that night after night after night. Oh, I'll do a matinee performance of that today and then I'll do it tonight and you're breaking down every day. Like, um, It's like no wonder you see some actors just like... Yeah, break and quit. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just too much. you got to... But I guess that's a learning experience... Um, and that's another reason why some people quit and then you, know, you learn from it hopefully. In your most recent show um, where I guess you had to learn that your kid uh, was a homosexual. Yeah. How, because of course, you know, that was probably, was that your first father role that you've had? Um, no, I've had one other. Yeah. It was in a, it was in a, um, a comedy called Wilson and West. Um, but the father, the child was already fully grown up, and it was more about the interactions between the parents than it was between the father and the the child. So, I guess it's the most meaty father yeah. role that I've definitely done. How did you feel doing it? Um, honestly, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, because uh, it's kind of I know the story itself. I love doing because it's not often they that someone tells you like tells the story of the parents yeah. in that situation. And like, I'm all for everyone. Um, I think everyone should be accepted and loved no matter what, that that's just a fact. But I guess, I guess the longer you know something about someone, the more cemented your view of them becomes. Yeah. And so even if you find something different out about them, like, like if I, if I'd known like my best friend of years, um, and I always known he'd liked pineapple on pizza. Right, and then eventually one day he's like picking the pineapple off a of pizza. I'd be like, "Dude, what the hell are you doing? You love pineapple on pizza. That's one of the things I know about you." And he'd be like, "What the hell are you talking about? I hate pineapple on pizza." And then we would have a fight. We would actually—I would be convinced, right? I would yeah. be convinced, and and I'd be like, "Is he tricking me? Like it, this is fake. This is fake news." And this is about pineapple on pizza. So, um, so imagine that experience. But it's you know your child, and you find out they're not straight yeah now obviously did you dive into that experience of the pineapple on pizza to bring out your emotions for the <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta do whatever you gotta do you know um <laughs> pineapple on pizza is disgusting you're all disgusting no i love I, it I, actually i love oh, it oh you love it i'm yeah, a yeah. Hawaiian man through and through um no but like it's just yeah finding obviously you in an ideal world we'd all accept everyone immediately but like once you find out new information about someone, it just feels betrayal, even if it's mm. not. It just feels that way. And that's why I'm so glad in my show I got that experience to show someone feeling that confusion, yeah. feeling that betrayal. And then ultimately, it only took him a couple of days coming through it and being supportive of his son. Yeah. Um, and this is in a show where the um the main character, not the main character, my character, was um of a hev- heavily Catholic family where he'd been he'd literally been excommunicated from that family because of his choice of partner he had chosen outside the church so the stakes were even higher for this guy he'd lost his family once before 
Um, this was this is obviously something very no noish from his family, which he he doesn't care about. But like, he's gonna lose his family again. Like, there's a lot of stakes here, and it's like it's not always as cut and dry. It's just like love your kids. Like, I wish it were. Yeah. But like, that's that's not life. Life can be a bit messier. No, oh, incredibly, nothing's ever that easy. Mm. But like. the actual experience of playing someone like that was um, it's so fun to just go into those roles. I, like always as an actor looking into like the social, I guess, um, ramifications, it's not quite the word, but the, the the reality behind a role, there's always so much more to it. Um, figuring out, because you need to make those stakes, otherwise the audience get, they, they snore. Yeah. They get bored, right? Like you need to make, the, even if it's, you, it's nothing you say, right? It's just the feeling behind the words. Like they, it's like, wow, this guy is really emotional about this. But if I hadn't, I can't, you can't just make those emotions up. There's got to be a reason for them. Um, so it's just really fun exploring those kind of social, uh, political <laughs> kind of things while you're doing your acting because you can't avoid them. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Um, so let's talk about the future. Uh, what is uh, your dream role if you were to have one? A dream role? Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to be a teen heartthrob. No. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be on one of those teen dramas that all the... The next, the Edward, girls next Edward Cullen. Yeah, yeah I want to be the Cullen, you know, guys. Let's, let's get Cullen going for me. Um, no, honestly, if that came up, I would 100% do it. Yeah. But um, I guess like a, a dream role, um, something, something massive, I guess, in, in like Hollywood and... I guess like those, you know, those like a uh, those '90s superstar action movies, like the Diehards, mm. like the really well-made, you know, still a really cool character kind of movies. I'd love to play something like that, yeah. or I'd love to also play something really dramatic and amazing um, on a grand scale. Like the grander the scale, the better. Um, whether it be theater, whether it be film, I just love to play something really meaty because I, you know, I don't really care. Like that's just the dream. The bigger it is, the better it is. Yeah. Um. And I guess the meatier it is, the better it is. So, there's no like particular like one though. Though if you're gonna if you're gonna say dream script for me to be in, on a big stage, I want to do Death of a Salesman. Arthur Miller. If you guys haven't if you haven't read it, anyone listening, if you haven't read it, read it, watch it. It it it, it drips atmosphere that script. Yeah. Have you guys read it? I haven't read it, no. I actually have not. I know it's a sin. So it sounds like you, you have a lot of interest in being in really in-depth characters, like characters with a big basis of information about them. Like, so uh, you, yeah. From what you've said so far, it sounds like you want a character that's not bland in any way and then you actually have to research and dive deep into your character to be able to act as them. Um, oh, that's, a, that's like a yes and a no. The, the thing about a good performance, which I'm not saying I give. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> the Giggity. dream is that I give a good performance. Um, you know, w w the reality is we'll see. Um, the thing about a good performance is no matter how bland the character is, they do have a history. Yeah. Like they do have something about them. And if they're boring, super boring, 
then you can be like, hmm, what can I add in their past? I mean, how do you spice it up? up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like there's nothing on the page that says anything interesting about them. You know, let's say that they are sexually attracted to hyenas. Let's just throw <laughs> that in there. That's their dark little <laughs> secret. Um, you know, it's, they just hear the braying laugh and they're just like, oh, no. Um <laughs> You know, and then and then then I'll make a whole amusing backstory about how they couldn't watch The Lion King w- around all their school friends because you know accidents <laughs> happen. Um, so, <laughs> so you know, we're already we're already enriching their backstory. <laughs> um, so when I do play that character, no matter how bland they are, at least they've they've had some experiences in their life that were you know. No I wonder they don't let this man whip play. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What was our, our first one? Was I think we've spoken about Lion King on a few of our episodes. Well, that's because it's just classic, you know. Yeah. It's always about the death, though. It's always about the death. <sighs> you gotta have guys. That. Um, and Simba's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoiler alert this one, though, guys. Don't. There's no death in Lion King. Anyone who hasn't watched it, no death. Go go watch it now, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, be, be prepared for nothing sad to happen. Very happy movie. It's like a comedy, I believe. It kind of is at the like it does get to that, but it's it, go watch it, guys. What are you doing? It's Lion King came out in '94. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> if they haven't watched it, then they deserve the spoiler. They, okay. <laughs> 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 Almost time for the spoiler. I think. Yeah, what is it like? Thirty years? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, All right. Too soon. <laughs> let's um let's head into it. So a few more. Uh, your life motto. My life motto. <laughs> yeah, your life motto. Now, it feels like there should be definitely a warning that you're going to ask this question. Nope. Because <laughs> d- does everyone <laughs> on this show already just have their life motto prepared? Um, yeah. Like, well, this is what I say every day to myself. Yeah, actually they do, yeah. Do you feel underprepared now? <laughs> I guess I don't write it on a chalkboard every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm like, I don't wake up and look at my appreciation board and go, there's my motto. I was thinking this last, I oh know, not last night, the night before, though. I was watching The Italian Job. Yep. Y'all seen it? Of course. First time I'd seen it. And there's a line in it she, where she says, I trust everyone. I just don't trust the devil inside them. <laughs> and I was just like, man, why can't I have some sort of thing that I say? <laughs> <laughs> some sort of thing that I say a lot. Um, well, now it's your chance. Yeah. yeah. Now, now Let's gonna, make yeah. this happen. Okay, I'm going to go with... Um, this is one from childhood, something my dad always said to me, um, and it's a good point of reference for anyone. It's just better or bitter. And the way that goes is in your life, you always have a choice in any situation, whether you're going to make that situation better or you're going to be bitter. Yeah. And those are your choices in life. And, and life's pretty simple when you're like, oh, I could be salty about this, which I very often am, um, <laughs> or I could make it better. Um, I could try to improve it. I could let it go. Um, this bitterness is, is just kind of holding me down. So better or bitter, uh, full of meaning, very simple. It's you know got alliteration, so you, you can't not remember it. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. I've got it out of interest. What about you guys? <laughs> um, oh, are we on the spot? Here we now? go. No, no, no. Are we on the spot? <laughs> when I'm sad, I stop being sad and be awesome instead. Oh, okay. Some Barney yeah. How I Met Your Mother stuff right here. Barney right Stinson. Very yeah, original. Right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it tattooed on him. I can't. Yeah, my life motto tattooed. I can't even insult it now. It's too. <laughs> it's too. It's it's on you. I, can't, I know. It's a great motto. It was when I was eighteen. I he also tattooed. has the same thing for like sick, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm sick. I just, just stop being sick and be awesome instead. And you? Life's <laughs> about consequences. Well, that's a bit too deep. 
You care to elaborate? <laughs> uh, it basically just means that everything you say and do has life. Uh, ha- everything you say and do in life has a consequence, mm. either good or bad. So, really, you need to sort of think about that before you act. Mm. Make sure that your your consequences are positively impacting the world and the people around you. Isn't there a, um, isn't there like a scientific rule for that as well? That like for every consequence that you think of, there's five that you don't? Possibly, yeah. I don't know if it's scientific, but I think it's logical. Uh, I think like maybe maybe scientists use it because <laughs> they need to think of as many variables as they possibly can. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Everything you do... You know, means something to someone, even if it's just yourself. So, you know, we all have free will. We all have, we all have to make our own choices. And those choices will have consequences, whether we know it or not. Mm. So it's always important to make good choices and try not to hurt anyone. Mm. Stay off drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs. Drugs. Get your heart checked, guys. Get your heart checked. We don't do Molly here. Drugs. We don't do Molly here. We've said this six times today. Stay in school. (laughs) And pineapple does belong on pizza. Wait, so we're not doing any Molly? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're here for? (laughs) (laughs) I thought because the giant M's on the (laughs) freaking on the banners. They're actually what they're. They're what the pills look like. Yeah. yeah. Um, Now, alrighty. So you say you have a lot of strong opinions. Oh no. What is the most disagreed publicly like publicly disagreed opinion that you stand by give us some controversial oh, i don't want to i don't want mate, you to cancel me right you got to jump into this mate okay no no okay i'm going to tell you something <laughs> i don't like no i have a strong opinion on pretty much everything right but i'm also of the opinion that i don't know anything right okay so as in i have i have an opinion it's backed up mm-hmm. but a lot of the time my opinions are not, like, they're not set, right? Because I know I'm not a scientist and I know there's going to be more things to be revealed about this. Um, and that's why, like, I try, like, I have a strong opinion, but most of the time my opinion about anything is don't have too strong an opinion. So I'm going to go vague. I'm going to go away from controversy because I don't want you to cancel me. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to say I hate ideals, Idealists. I hate ideals. Idealism, I think, is one of the stupidest things in the whole world. I think once you, if you have an ideal and you think that that's the way to go, there is a hundred examples in history to show you that it's not going to work, and that you shouldn't like you shouldn't just say that this is how it works. People are like, oh, capitalism's terrible. It's like, no, it's not. It's just a free market economy. There might be consequences from capitalism. We might be able to do capitalism better. Like we're not arguing that, but it's not terrible. Yeah. That people are like, yeah, this this political socialism's the answer. And I'm just like, well, we've seen how that went a few <laughs> times in history. Like, like there's just there's just way too many examples to be closed minded and think. And that's why I hate idealism. So yeah. it's not super controversial. I think it makes sense to to hate idealism. Uh, I don't and and that's where, you know, my little brain goes off in the opposite direction, being like, Well, you do need people to yell and raise their voice because otherwise they'll never be changed. But then I'm like, but but also you shouldn't be so stuck up in your, you know, 
And then I started arguing with myself. And, <laughs> and you guys saw the ugly one where I was flipping back and forth <laughs> in the mirror. And it starts doing that. I start going insane. Half of you turns into an idealist. And the other I was like, fuck, shut up. So I was hoping you would ask me. You know, if you, if you bring up a social issue, then, then we can talk about it. But I'm not going to bring up a controversial social issue. Like, that's just pain. Do it. No. <laughs> what no is doing it. You have to bring it up first. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, to play devil's advocate. Like, I don't want to do that. All right, now it's time, of course, for the taste test challenge. So you're going to try five different sweet tooth items and you have to tell us exactly what they are. So I'm going to get you to close your eyes, Mr. Oh. David. Okay. Ben, put the condom away. i got trust issues, guys. Especially <laughs> right. with Ben, Mr. Naked in art school. Now with your left hand, just put it on the table and you'll fill a plate. There's five different things on that plate, little things. Feel free to uh, eat as you please and tell us exactly what they are. Ooh. What's that one? Start with the feeling. Start with the feeling. Oh, it feels like a kinder surprise. Oh, my God. Nailed it straight away. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are like, how is this guy not fat? (laughs) (laughs) All righty. You know, kinder surprise by touch. What about this one? Mm. Oh, different. Different. Yeah, I've got some like coffee beans. Cleanse my palate. There, there is water a, there. Uh, we filled up your water for you, mate, if you need it. To the oh, left. Still slightly there. The palate. Yeah, cleanse. <laughs> not risky. I'm just blindly drinking water near a mic. <laughs> I just, I just drop it on stuff. the floor because I can't see the table. <laughs> Alrighty. He's an actor. He's not supposed to be smart. This is an unpopular opinion one. <laughs> I know that. You know that? Mm. I know the flavor. What is it? I'll come back to it. You come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let my brain brew on that. <laughs> I'm gonna let my brain brew on it. See, see, I can if it comes up with it. All right, we're getting a bit faster here. Okay, let's go. Ah, it's all right. Let's go. Oh, okay. Let's. This one should come straight to you. Oh, straight in. Am I supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can, you can do it. <laughs> Maybe I should just be chewing a little bit. Snickers. <laughs> That's the Snickers. Yeah, that's a Snickers, yep. <laughs> All right, next one. This is always a fun one. This is a popular one. <laughs> Wait, I forgot. Where's the water? Mm-hmm. The palate cleaner. <laughs> I had you for a second, didn't I? Where, where oh, he's changed his mind. Oh, I've changed his mind. I can't see Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I want to say a Milky Way. Yes. Yeah. All right. Cleaning the palate. <laughs> Three out of five. Yeah. You, you want to come back to number two yet? We're still brewing. Still brewing? Okay, All right. I'm not going to eat this you, whole bit. You, this is long. Oh, you'll want to. Oh, cookie dough. Yes. Yeah. All right. You can open your eyes now. All right. Now we need to go back to number two. Number two. It was like a mixed chocolate. It's an unpopular one. Oh, I know the flavor. What's going on in your head right now? <laughs> well, I'm going through the ones that sort of fit. They're not quite right. The texture was off. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I'm going. I'm gonna. Yeah. What do you think? What do you say? It wasn't that too. Oh, I said it wasn't that too. Um, like a Turkish delight. Nope. Because obviously the the texture is way off. Um, similar to a Turkish delight though. Mm. Then I was like, ah. Uh, then I was like, ah. Uh, I can't have an ice vovo chocolate. That's a weird like you know you know Cadbury mix one, and then. Uh, no, that's, that's all I Cherry have. Cherry ripe. Cherry ripe. <laughs> <laughs> you 
me mad. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. Four out of five, eight, about 80%. Now, of course, the last portion of the show is uh, the, uh, the audition. So you're actually auditioning today. I don't know if you knew that when you were showing up. Auditioning? Yeah. yeah. To be a host? Yeah. Am, I, am I ousting one of you? <laughs> I mean, we pretty much interviewed Ben today, so. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> you want to take my place? Let's, let's do a little I role thought, reversal. I thought the whole Ben and Ben thing was like a, that was a part of it though. It yeah. is the you part can't be like it. Ben and Ben. And then I'm like, hey, I'm Ben. And then I've just got like a, that doesn't work. Ben, Ben and David. <laughs> hey, it's me. It's, it's, it's your guy. I'm a guest now. Um, no, yeah. What's the audition? What's the audition? What is the audition? Uh, <coughs> prepared. Yes. This is very well prepared. <laughs> <laughs> we can just edit out the umming and ahhing, so you take your time. Yeah, We probably can. Yeah, you're right. Do you have a special ta- talent that you want to show off that you can do while sitting? Um, <laughs> while sitting, a special yeah. talent. Um. While sitting? No, I need my full body for that. <laughs> or just feel like a one way, like flop. flop. I'm just smacking it side to side. Like, it's not working. Uh, not really. Like, sitting. Like, I, look, I can... Um, if I, I can swallow a full cup of water and then propel my voice into a corner of the room sounding like a demon. All right. Water. Really? No, no, I cannot do that. No, what is wrong with you? That's some, that's some conjuring shit. Oh, I can't do that. No, that would have been interesting. You call yourself order. an actor. Okay, I can, I can, uh, I can shoulder press. Uh, one of you guys, you know, just get on here and we'll we'll do it. You want to bench Ben right now? I, I could do it. I accents. don't know how, how much he weighs. Are you good with accents? No, I'm not good with accents. Not good enough to, to pretend that I'm good enough. I do accents all the time, but I wouldn't say any of them are good. Do you want a flexible accent? Because we can go from we can go from Irish to Scottish to to South African, all accidentally. Okay, you are a uh, you're a world traveller, and you've come into Australia to apply for a job. Oh no! Except half of your monologue is from each different country around the world that you've been to. You so you've been yeah. Let's make a list. Let's make a list. Let's give oh, it a go. go. <laughs> Do you want to do like a job interview something? Yeah, yeah. So do you want to be the interviewer? Oh, okay. And then I will... Yell out an accent. I will oh, yell out yes. an accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At like <laughs> 15, 30 second intervals. And um, let's say, let's let's get you both to, to try and do your best accents. Oh, oh you're doing what? it too. Okay. Oh, that's a bit... That's a, yeah. yeah, right. Unless you don't want to. That's fine. Oh, we'll you're, see. You're we'll see how we go. I'll give it, I'll give it a choose. crack. I'll give it a crack. Um, you had a sing earlier, so I'll give it a crack. Okay, for tonight's audition, um, you are going to be interviewing for a job in sales. Um, you, mm. uh, our mm. other host here, Ben, is going to be your interviewer. Uh, he's going to ask you some questions. And you are going to reply to these questions in a range of different accents. The first accent is going to be British, English. General UK. Hello, David. G'day, you, mate. You're here what, for what? a job, are you? I'm here for a job, isn't it? Hurry up and ask your freaking questions. I've got, to go, I've got to go to the pub soon. Well, mate, we're here to sell croissants, ain't it? Strong Aussie. <laughs> yeah, mate. We're absolutely going to sell some croissants. I love that delicate French bakery. Well, Struth, mate, you're just some scallywag that we're out here to sell some croissants to mate, some of these collie we're going to do some sort of like a VB... With a croissant kind of deal, because oh, that would be absolutely amazing. Oh my god! 
I've never heard something like that in my life. Oh no, you cannot do. You French. cannot do. <laughs> Scottish accent. Oh, we are now here. You are applied to sell the croissant, huh? This is a very strong a coincidence. And you say uh, that we are selling the croissant when I am a French man. This is ideal. We are in Australia Greek. and I will. Greek? <laughs> I don't even know what a Greek person sounds like. <laughs> Make it up. Can you start? You start. You're going to ask me a question now. Greek. Greek. Grecian. You want some euros? <laughs> <laughs> we're now past the impersonation section. And we're into the racism section. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a fail. Yeah, uh, German. Nein. I don't want no croissant. I want a wiener schnitzel. Und croissant for you? You sell me wiener schnitzel. Wiener. Lots of wiener. And I'm very confused. You seem to be asking me to sell croissant. Now you ask me very different thing. Mm. Mm. You want Russian. job or not? Russian. Well, oh. it's now vodka. <laughs> <laughs> so now we sell the vodka uh, in, in Russia. Vodka drinks you. In Australia, you drink <laughs> vodka. This is sales pitch. You give me job now, yes? Irish. Oh, finally, something that we can all do. If there's an Australian in the fucking world who doesn't know how to do an Irish accent, he's not a real fucking Australian, is he? Oh, come on. What's your next question? I need to get this job. I'm poor. I'm so poor. I've been living on potatoes for years. Let's go straight into the potato famine. I'm sure it's not a delicate piece of history for us. I'm gonna but it's okay, because I'm Irish. I'm going to stop us there. I'm actually no, quite I've got two more. Uh, he's got two, oh, more. two more. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Italian. <laughs> I want uh, you to you to sell me this pasta, eh? It's a me. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> Croissant. Croissantio. Uh, I need to come up with a. No, I'm just going right into French. This isn't working <laughs> for me. It's a me, Mario. I saw you a croissantio. Uh, yeah, no, no, no Italian worth your salt is going to sell a croissant. This and uh, <laughs> we're going to finish off with Croissant. USA. Now listen here, mate. <laughs> A general, general USA, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, our croissants are different here. You hear? Tell me. They're full. Tell me how they're different. I'll tell you. You tell me what's mm -hmm. different about your croissants, and I will tell you how well, I will sell that croissant. Well, we put right? we put so sixty kilos worth of bacon. <laughs> deep South? Is this Deep South? I went Deep South for a moment, did I, ma'am? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know the regular. I, I don't know the regular <laughs> U.S. accent. I don't know how to speak it. That was the best well, thank you so much for coming on the show, David. Really oh, appreciate thanks, that, thanks mate. And it's been it's been fun hearing about your story and a bit about you. I need to tell you guys something really special before we finish. Okay. This was This is my this is my first podcast. <laughs> you guys have just made this really special. you you popped my podcast cherry. My pod cherry. And, and then you fed me a cherry ripe. And this has been really special for me. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. <laughs> so do your outro. And I just want you to know that I really appreciate it. You were so gentle and kind. <laughs> Thanks for listening in. Head over to our Facebook or Instagram at Whom Podcast for highlights and more. See you all next week with another amazing guest.